You're listening to Stocks and Sandals, a podcast by Stock Dads for Stock Dads. Following two best buds and former college roommates on their journey to master the stock market and the art of being a dad. So pull up your cargo shorts, put on your grass-stained New Balances, and let's throw some stocks on the grill. Here are your hosts, DJ Brown and Mike Sabala. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Socks and Sandals podcast. This is your host, Mike Sabala, and I am joined by DJ Brown. And today we have what I would consider a really important episode. So I'll just pass it over to you, DJ. What do we got today? This is a super important topic, especially for dads and parents and something that we felt that was really important to kind of talk about. So we brought on, in my mind, a living legend, Paul Tubb. (laughs) (laughs) A stock dad's legend. Yeah, right. So Paul is the founder of the Dads with Daughters Facebook group the official one. You know, there's a few out there imitators and stuff, but the real big beefy boy dads with daughters group, you got, you know, tens of thousands of dads just kind of met you made like a little army out of us, you know, of dads who have daughters. And it's just, a, it's a great community. And you're also the founder of the rock on dad. So I'm going to kind of pass the buck over to you, Paul, to introduce yourself, talk a little bit about what you do, where the people can find you, and then we'll kind of kick this thing off. Thanks, DJ. Well, I am Paul Tubb. I'm the admin of Dads with Daughters and the founder of the Rock on Dad, soon to be rockondad.com. Hopefully a podcast as well. Dibs on the first guest. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Sounds great. No, for real. So yeah, I'm trying to get all that together and a full-time IT technician and I'm a full-time dad with two beautiful daughters and a stepson having fun in the teenage years. And trying to run this group and stay sane at the same time. I mean, 76,200 members or something like that with 8,000 in the yeah, whole. Over. Makes our group of 18,000 right now, Mike. Yeah. It makes our group look like a little toddler of a group, you know? Yeah. Maintaining our sanity with almost 20,000 has been not easy. <laughs> yeah. So I can imagine having like 80,000 would right. be. Yeah, not good. Sure. <laughs> no, but I'm a big fan of your group. I'm a big fan of what you stand for and how you run your group. Actually, we've modeled our group a lot after you know yours and kind of how you guys run it and stuff. And today, Mike and I already kind of alluded to a topic that's super important. But we're going to be talking about cybersecurity and protecting our children from online threats and that kind of stuff. It's becoming increasingly prevalent and increasingly relevant and scarier every day because of all the new developments and technological world and stuff like that. So Paul has actually, from my experience with his groups and stuff, like you've been a huge advocate for like anti-trafficking and anti-cyber bullying and predators and all that kind of stuff. And you've kind of almost militarized, like I said, your group at times and gone after groups and pages that are likely child predators and stuff like that. So kind of just start off by talking about that a little bit. Talk about like your mission, Dads with Daughters mission and like the rock on dad and kind of all ties back into just like being awesome dads, but also protecting your kids. We're all a brotherhood, whether we're dads of daughters or dads of sons. I've always thought that we're dads. It doesn't matter if it's a daughter or son, they're susceptible to the online presence of social media and the dangers of trafficking and and predators. I guess the first time I realized that, hey, 
we have a number of people here that we could shut down some of these bad groups that are trying to exploit kids and trying to lure them, so to speak, to their trafficking and stuff. So it was really liberating for me to realize that, you know, strength is in numbers. And if we can get enough good dads out there to pull together and to shut some of these fools down, that's a great goal for what I would want to do. Since we're, we're all dads with daughters, but the boys too. I became friends with one of the guys that, you know, imagine you've seen Tina. <laughs> He's an undercover private eye that finds daughters and sons that have run away. And basically, a lot of those are lured by these traffickers. And it's through social media. It's liberating to hear his stories and his success stories, so to speak. But it's very scary to know that these people are out there and they look normal, they act normal, and they're just crazy. You know what I mean? And whether it be money or whether it be just sick altogether, it's great to know that we can make a difference of some sort or try to be aware. So kind of going off that, what are some of the things that are kind of a red flag on social media? You know, like you say, these people look normal, harmless. What on these pages are like red flags or something that you should be aware of while you're just on Facebook or social media in general? Well, I mean, the first thing is just be present for your kids. You know what I mean? Be involved. A lot of parents, they don't want to invade the privacy of their children. And I get that, but you have to, so to speak. You know, you have to clean their room. You have to see the signs. You have to be involved. And the signs usually point to the kids being standoffish. You'll see their attitude change. And sometimes it is just teenager stuff, but then some, a lot of the times it's not. You know, there's problems, whether it be bullying or whether it be Somebody's talking to them and giving them attention. My oldest daughter, she's 14, and she sent me a screenshot of this guy trying to hit her up on Instagram not too long ago. I think he was an Indian gentleman or Middle Eastern guy with a baby, but he was hitting her up. And so I, of course, turned it into my buddy and put him on a watch list. And that's what he does. He tries to lure them out and chase them down and do all that kind of that stuff. But he blew my, uh, not to continue on, but he blew my mind last night because I never really thought about other girls, other teenagers luring my girls. That's just as scary. They'll sit there and flash, you know, real high price purses and stuff and show them how glamorous the life is. And just to get them to start, they're grooming. They're grooming them for their trafficker, for the either a male or female trafficker. And they'll run away from their parents to go be a part of this lifestyle and then get caught up. And then he has to chase them down, of course. It blew my mind. I was like, I need to start looking at these influencers and seeing what they're trying to do in order to protect my children and other children at that matter. So that's scary. Yeah, it's really scary stuff. You kind of mentioned the cyberbullying as another scary side of online and social media and stuff like that. And that's a little bit beyond my children's age. You know, my kids aren't Dude, on social your media. Dude, Jack and... like ripped a girl's hair out the other day. <laughs> your kid is the bully. <laughs> That's real life bullying. That's not cyber bullying. So. My bad, my bad. <laughs> hey, you got to teach him too though, you know? Yeah, right. But no, so that's something obviously to be really aware of. 
is that cyberbullying and stuff. But to some degree, like I mentioned, my daughter's four, my son's two. So this is coming for me in the future for sure. But like, how do you balance the good and the bad side of social media and like technology? So like, there's a lot of good that comes from kids being on technology and social media and online because they learn a lot of skills like digital skills and how to do things. There's this game or whatever it's called Roblox, which has this huge controversy surrounding that. But it's also like it teaches kids like how to code. So like there's good stuff, but like there's a dark side of a lot of this stuff. So like, how do you personally as a parent, you know, plan are you actively or how do you plan on like balancing that? And what does that look like to you as far as letting them have access to it? So they're not like a shrew, you know, that doesn't know how to do anything like Mike at 30 years old (laughs) who can't post a picture to Facebook while we're running an online business. (laughs) But like, also you're not subjecting them to some of those more dangerous things. Me personally, I'm a big Google advocate and we were talking about that not too long ago. And so I've always used Android devices. I've used iPhone before, but I've always switched back because I hate iTunes, but that's a personal thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I know, right? Apple, uh, come sponsor us still. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. well, Google can sponsor us too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I use the big three. And what I mean by that is three different applications that actually monitor my kids' usage and picks up certain things but doesn't really tell me everything. So I can bring up conversations with them and have them tell me, you know what I mean? So that's practicing communication between you and your, that's trust, right? And so when I decided to use Bark, okay, Bark is one of my favorites. I told my kids, I said, look, I'm installing this on your device. And basically it picks up bad words. Just letting you know, I'll know the bad words that you're typing, acronyms, bad words, depression stuff. And it's not just you, it's going to pick up your friend's stuff too, but I'm not going to be able to see the whole thing. So I'm just letting you know to tell your friends that, Hey, if they're going to be texting you about certain things or doing certain things that are negative in any form or fashion, I'm going to know a little bit about it and I'm going to approach you about it. And so far it's been really good as far as utilizing that and bringing up my wife uses it more with my stepson. He's 15. So there's a lot of cursing and all sorts of stuff. So it picks up that, but there's still a good amount of non-invasiveness. So we tell them, look, you know, we're not going to see everything, but we're going to see a lot. And if it's going to be negative, we're going to see it. I also use Google Family Link, which is a free app. And what that does is it It kind of controls the phone to where you can set time limits, which is very important for you guys to know when they get older, it'll keep them up late at night. So we have like a 1030 set time on it to turn off or to stop being used. That's starting already, man. We have to be actively cognizant of how much time my daughter is spending on the iPad. Like all she wants to do is sit there and watch Netflix and Disney Mm -hmm. and like kids YouTube. We've eliminated kids' YouTube completely because there were some controversies with that. I can't monitor everything 24-7 that she's watching because, you know, we're doing stuff, you know. Sure. So That's a big deal, too, because it's easy for the parent. You know, it's like, oh, here, here's something to soothe you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's kind of a hard thing, you know. I mean, you have to break yourself of that habit, too. I've been there. I've done mm-hmm. the same thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's playing his video game. It's cool. 
you know, right. me and you can get it on, girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> we got time. <laughs> but you want to limit that. That's for sure. And I use Family Link for that. And it's free. And now it works on the iPhone. Bark works on the iPhone as well. But you have to have it installed on a machine in your house for it to sync with. And on an Android, it syncs constantly. So those are the problems with it if you're having an iPhone and Bark. But the Google Family Link works on both now. And then we also use Live 360, which I imagine y'all probably heard of or used. It's a kind of a tracking device. It's also awesome because if you pay for it, you see how fast they're going in a car. You see if they're using their cell phone while they're driving. You see where they're at at all times. You know, if you look online and you figure out how to program all three of them to work together, because, you know, Family Link blocks apps and stuff like that too. So you have to program it together. Man, you're, you're golden. You can definitely be a big part of their life. And that's part of being aware. That's part of being there. That's protecting them from the outside world, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say, just going off that conversation, because I have nieces and nephews that are pretty young, and it seems like just the way like culture is trending, just like kids are getting access to the internet and this stuff like really young. I think part of it is just being disciplined as a parent, but it's just headed that direction. But a question I did have is, so like with all of this stuff, how do you stay like in the know with your kids without being over invasive or like too in their privacy and stuff like that? Man, you got to talk to them. I've had my youngest daughter tell me some of the hardest stuff that a kid could go through. And, you know, the older I get, I'm 42, right? And I've been through a lot of shit. I've had open heart surgery. I've had all sorts of shit done to me. And as I'm growing older, the more wiser I get, because there is some truth to that. I find that if you tell them, you never really get mad at them for the serious things. You know what I mean? You have compassion, you have empathy, you talk to them, you say, it's okay to tell me these things. It is okay. And I ask constantly, I'm like, if they go to somebody's house, I'm like, I'm divorced, right? And remarried. My daughters live with their mom most of the time, but I, you know, first, third, and fifth, and all that kind of stuff. But she was going to go on a trip with her best friend, my oldest daughter. And I said, okay, well, who's going? And she told me, well, it's my best friend and her dad. They're going on a shopping trip to Austin, right? I was like, okay, well, I have to meet the dad. But she knew to tell me two weeks ahead of time so I could meet the dad. So me and that dad, we went out for a beer. And like four or five days after she told me, she got his number, sent it to me and all that stuff. And I took him out for a beer. We talked. Now we're really good friends. He works for Fossil. He hooked me up with a watch. You know, I hooked up with, I mean, and he's a really good guy, you know, and I could tell just by meeting him, talking to him, being aware, not being shy and just saying, okay, look, dude, you know why I'm meeting you. And he's like, yes, sir. I know exactly. And he told me why he was taking his daughter to, and so it was cool. And now we're good friends. You know, we were planning on hanging out next week. So those are the things that you can't just ignore the everyday of your kids. You know what I mean? You got to tell your kids, hey, look, you need to inform me of these things so I can say yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So as they get older, and you'll find out what I'm talking about. As they get older, they're going to be like, well, dad, I want to go here. I want to go there. And the older they get, it's further away from being with you which kills you. But then at the same time, you're still there. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think that's the important thing. Yeah. Transparency for sure. 
a lot of what we've talked about so far mostly applies to like older kids, you know, the ones that are actually like on social media have like friends that they go over and out and with and stuff like that. So like thinking more along the lines of like younger kids, right? What I also want to talk about is like, I'm like focusing on the safety of my daughter and acting like my son is not going to be susceptible to this stuff as well. And I think that's something that we really need to be aware of is that like boys are just as susceptible to these dangers online, maybe in a lot of the same ways, but maybe some different ways too. But, you know, just talk a little bit about that, you know, kind of your experience with, I know you run dad with daughters, but like you also have a stepson now, like what does that look like for you? And the, I'm going to double back to the younger kids question, but I kind of wanted to veer off onto this, the boy part, because I think that's a misconception that a lot of people have is that like young girls are the ones that are always at danger. And I think young men are as well. So can you just talk about that? Yeah. Even more so their danger of being the predator themselves, you know, because it's like a trickle down effect, you know, they can be abused and then they're abused. Then they have an abuser, you know what I'm saying? It's not just men, it's women too. What I tell a lot of people, a lot of older and younger guys and parents is basically teach your kids your mistakes. Tell them, hey, because a lot of people are prideful. They want their kids to look up to them, believe in them and all that stuff. So a lot of parents, they'll ignore the mistakes. You know what I mean? You can start very young and start teaching them, oh, you know, you're going to say, don't run. You're going to trip and fall and hit your head on a table or whatever. Well, do the same thing. That applies for everything. You say, hey, look, one time I did this and this is what happened. So I suggest you do this or whatever. You know, I know as a younger kids, they're not going to sit there and comprehend everything that you're telling right. them. But I mean, repetition, like my kids, they are tired of hearing some of the stories I tell them. But they understand now or something they're trying to understand. And they will eventually. I tell my wife all the time, she gets tired of me talking about them. But I say the stories over and over and over just because one day it's going to stick. It's going to be like, oh, that's why, you know, and hopefully, you know, they haven't made that mistake too much or to the point where, you know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, even at a young age, if you just start and it's more like you getting in the habit too of saying, hey, look, my pride is not going to get in the way of me teaching you something. Right. You know, even if it's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really important. And like, you know, as dads, most of our listeners are dads. We have some not dad listeners, but as dads, like one of our roles in life, especially of sons, is to lead by example and to raise them and to be men, you know, and not Mm -hmm. these dirtbags that grew up and terrorize, you know, women and children and stuff like that. So I think it's, you know, that's super important to remember that everything we do and say and how we treat their mothers and how we treat the people around them, they're watching all of that. Being able to identify how you speak to women and how you use manners, right? I I make my son hold the door for my daughter already, you know what I mean? He's two and she's four and, you know, like just kind of stuff like that, just to kind of instill some character in, in our young men. For sure. But anyways, back to the original question I was going to ask before I went off on the tangent. I feel like for the younger kids, obviously, a lot of what we talked about is monitoring what they're watching, you know, monitoring the time that they're on their devices, stuff like that, to make sure that they're not seeing things that they shouldn't or whatever. But also, like, I think, you know, as parents, like, we're proud of our kids. Like, my kids are freaking cute, and I love to take pictures of them. And I love to share those pictures and I love to have people tell me how cute my kids are. I think every parent, you know, has a little bit of that, like it's like a prideful thing. So, but 
I do know that there's a danger, or I guess maybe not necessarily a danger. There is a danger. There's a risk to posting those pictures online, right? And there's a lot of people that are like totally avidly against posting pictures on your social media of your kids, like especially like if they're like in the bath or like whatever it may be. Because like even if you have your privacy settings super tight, like people can get to that, you know. So what are your thoughts on that kind of stuff and just like posting your life and sharing it with your family and friends that, you know, are on your social media, but also being aware that there may be some pretty dangerous people out there. Well, I totally respect those that are like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. But it's funny. I always sit there and say, you know what? Going to Walmart is just as bad. There's going to be predators and perverts everywhere. And they've always been around and they'll always be here. The gist of it. We can't get rid of them, right? But what you can do, and I strongly suggest, don't post any inappropriate pictures of your kids anywhere. I mean, and that's kind of perverted in itself. So yeah, be aware and you can lock down your account and lock down certain pictures and like your photo albums and stuff like that. You can make them private and stuff. I use Google photos for all my pictures and you make sure your passwords. That's another thing. Always make sure you use a 12 character password. The dual authentication now that two-step authentication is fantastic. Learn how to use an authenticator and do those things to protect yourself, especially online, period. I've never posted any inappropriate pictures of my kids ever, but you would be amazed. Some guys do. And it's like, nope, you know, I don't let it in the group, period. Right. I think for some, it may be like what's inappropriate might be subjective, especially at that age. You know what I mean? Like it seems like objective to me what's inappropriate, not, but what my opinion may be may differ from somebody else. Part of the challenge too is like, little kid running around with like even like a, my little son with it running around with his shirt off it's a boy like when he's older he'll probably have pictures at the pool with his shirt off like is it really a big deal like as a child there's a different level of security that you want to have for those kids so i think that's a hard thing for some people to i guess wrap their heads around like they think it's harmless but i, I just want to urge people to just second guess like is it worth it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like even if it's to you it's harmless The thought of somebody out there looking at that picture in a nefarious, you know, way, like, should be enough to be, okay, that's just not a picture I'll share. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just something to be cognizant of. And that's something I catch myself doing too is like, you know, I'll be posting pictures and I won't think anything of it because it's just a cute picture. But then I look at it and I'll be like, well, you know, that's probably something I shouldn't post, you know? Yeah. This is something else I want to ask. I've even caught myself like participating in like, some of these hashtags that go around. There's a hashtag. I think it was like, show your daughter. In my mind, when I first saw it, like, oh, like, you know, everybody take a picture of your daughter and, you know, show that you have a beautiful daughter and that you love her and like you're proud of her or whatever. But then like I posted it and then somebody commented on it. Who created this hashtag and why? What's the point? Then all of a sudden I'm immediately thinking like, oh God, there's like these sickos that are like just trying to get pictures of everybody's daughter. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. That's kind of just stuff that's, it's, I don't know, it's so hard, you know, because it's like you just want to live and like, and feel safe that you're like just sharing things with your friends and family, but it's not true all the time. I think you're right as far as like second guessing, I guess. But I mean, there's always going to be that person that tries to use media tactics or get a rise out of you or, or feel 
like their insecurities, they want to share it. You know, misery loves company, right? Mm. So they're going to be like, oh, why are you doing that? You know, because that's their opinion, right? right? And so I get why they think the way that they do, but why impose that on somebody else that's trying to just be happy and live their life? You know what I mean? Mm. It's kind of like, you know, people that get so angry about religion because, you know, oh, Christianity's right. Oh, you know, Muslims right, you know, or whatever. And they're trying to impose their religion on somebody else. It's everywhere. Like I said, go to Walmart and go to the mall. I mean, I go to the mall and I'm packing, you know, because it's scary, you know? All right. It's like, you know, I mean, these people are crazy sometimes. So it's not just on social media. In some ways, you're probably more protected on social media than you are out in the real world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So to me, I mean, those guys that freak out over those things or get real defensive or upset or whatever or offended. It's like, okay, step back, you know, step back, bro. Just chill out, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, I can understand if it's a girl with their boobs hanging out or a girl, you know, with a topless, you know, young kid. Eh, you know, boys are different than girls in that situation. I get that. And we've had some discussions, being on moderators, had some discussions about some pictures of, you know, it's a three-year-old girl with her shirt off and her diaper. Eh, we might not want to let that through. We might. So we totally got rid of those and said, we're not going to do that. But those are discussions, you know, because really, is it harmless or is it not? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I do have a question about stuff offline, but one more quick question about like an online presence. With your kids, like what age do you stop restricting them? At what point? As they're growing up, do you kind of let them go like on and do their own thing? Never. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my daughters would say. Come on, dad. No, I think it's just at their level of responsibility. I think everything's respect and responsibility and love. And if they're naive, you may want to be around for a little bit longer. You know what I mean? You have to be there. You have to be aware and judge. You know, you have to be the judge on that. And talk to them. They may want you around for longer. They may mm-hmm. feel more secure with you around. So there's not a real good answer for that one. Boys yeah. will be earlier than girls, I'm sure, because they want to break off at 15, 16, you know? Yeah. But no, uh, I think knowing your kid, like you said, is the most important thing. And knowing like, you know, what type of kid you have and what their tendencies are. And if they're maybe tend to be like easily led astray or if they're, you know, pretty straight and narrow, if you can trust them. And I think that comes down to the transparency you talked about earlier too. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a discussion that my wife and I have had about, I mean, we're already talking about our kids, obviously future schooling. I mean, obviously kindergarten's right around the corner for my daughter and all that kind of stuff, but we're talking like private or public for like down the road. Mm -hmm. And I think those discussions just have to be like, you got to know your kid and you have to, you know, do as best as you can to just know if you can trust them. And when you get to that point, then you start to try and cut the apron strings and let them go and learn. Yeah. And I think if they it, fall. It, it, when you say trust them, I think it's trust their judgment. That's right. more of the right you know term because right. you know, trusting them is one thing, but trust their decision-making, their, what they're thinking, you know? Yeah. All right. Right. And their defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Mike, just ask your one last question, then we'll uh, wrap this up here. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. I can't remember exactly where I heard it, but I don't think it was saying or anything, but I've heard that you shouldn't teach your kids to be like 
super polite and like respectful and like timid and stuff like that you should teach them to be like bold and like the difference between right and wrong and like standing up for themselves and stuff like that because being taught to be like just super respectful and just like yes ma'am and like yes sir and like that easily leads to being like just accepting someone of that's an authority's figure just accepting like whatever they say and it's easier to like prey on you know kids that are more timid and stuff like that so do you have thoughts on that i don't know it's something i heard like i said i can't even remember where but just kind of curious what your thoughts are on it i'll add to that question just or at least the context that i'd like you to go in this direction paul because i know exactly what mike's getting at especially you know with consent and things of that nature down the road right mm-hmm. and like being able to teach a young kid that it's okay to say no if you don't want to be hugged or if a family member wants to hug you or and it makes you uncomfortable like it's okay to protect your body and your space and be able to boldly stand up for yourself rather than just again submitting and being passive and stuff like that and just kind of teaching them the balance between that because it's a tough balance between respecting your authority but also respecting your own boundaries well and you said it right there balance that's what your key main objective is is to teach them the balance i always have taught my kids and this is only out of experience with my teaching that if somebody touches you in inappropriate ways i mean a hug is not inappropriate unless it's something that they don't want to do if they're freaked out about somebody they're not going to want to hug them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I respect that. I think that's okay. Now I'm not going to sit there and make my daughter or my stepson hug somebody they don't want to hug. But nine times out of 10, I will understand why, you know, I'll be like, yeah, that, that dude's freaky or, or she's you know a little gropey or, or whatever. Right. So, I mean, it's tough. There's no right or wrong. It's respect. <laughs> okay. So you respect authority. Okay but you know right from wrong. So you make sure that you instill the right and wrong in their brains over and over and over, but you also have them respect things, their phones, their objects, life. You know, you teach them respect of everything around them. I like to say, you know, respect is everything to me because respect is love, respect is power. I mean, everything revolves around respect. And so if you respect things and you have to respect first, you know what I mean? Like in order to earn respect, everybody's all like, you earn respect. Well, you have to be the first one to initiate and then see what you get reciprocated and then choose whether or not you're done with that or not. You know what I mean? Like, or a person for that matter. So in all honesty, there's no right or wrong answer to that. But you don't want your kids to be a dick or anything like that. Excuse my language. You don't want them to be that. I like how you did a quick look over your shoulder there. <laughs> like, see my wife was, uh, yeah. Or anything. <laughs> but yeah, you don't want them to be those things. You want to instill like the inner strength to be able to stand up for themselves when they need sure. to. Sure, and that's with that judgment too to let them go. You know, to let them to be who they are at that point, and, and just openness and don't be too prideful. And just talk to them. Yeah, I mean, you'll learn so much from kids. You'll see what I'm saying in 10 years. You'll be yeah. like, wow, that dude was crazy, but he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
No, for sure. I think that that's, you know, like you mentioned, the balance is the important thing. You know, you have to respect people and be respectful, but at the same time, like it's always okay, especially when you're talking anything physical, you know, it's always okay to say no and that Mm -hmm. should be respected and reciprocated no matter what. And if it's ever pushy or if it's ever not the person that you're saying no to isn't respecting you. Like that should always be something you're comfortable to come and tell somebody immediately, you know, so that you help it and handle it and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's a balance because if you teach your kids at all, they can just disrespect authority and all, you know, all parts of their life, you know, like whatever they want goes, you know, that's no good either. But again, like with bodily autonomy, like, you know, that's something that you, you know, want to absolutely empower your kids to have regardless because that it is their body. So one other thing you want to teach them to not put on a fake show, but you want to teach them that, Hey, their choice to be a jerk. You know what I mean? Like my stuff's on all the time. I'm like, you wake up in the morning. Yeah, it sucks. You have to go to school, but how you respond to your mother or how you respond to me is your choice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's, let's make it good. You know what I mean? So anyway, right. that's yeah, part for of sure. Well, this is a heavy topic and this has been a heavy podcast. I think it's awesome though, super valuable. But let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's jump into the funny portion of the show. Yeah, I want to get some dad jokes in here. I'll kick it off to Mike first. What do you got for us this week? I got you. I got you. You got one this week? You're not you're not scrambling? I got got you. I was prepared. Finally came prepared for one's awesome. (laughs) What do you call a joke that isn't funny? DJ's jokes. You could. You could. No. All right. What do you call a joke that isn't funny? A sentence. Ah, That's like my jokes. That's an anti-joke. I I Googled anti-humor jokes for you. Just for me? Thank you. I did, yeah. Just for me. I love (laughs) anti-humor. I love it. Oh, very good. Paul, what do you got for us? I I think I I got you beat, Mike. I got so I got to preface this because you met with Ricky Paul, like who's our you know PR guy, and like he hyped this joke. He didn't tell us; he actually redacted it from the email that he forwarded us. But he hyped this joke up pretty good because he thinks it's pretty awesome. I got high hopes for this. Yeah, you just set my expectations really right. I have a huge repository. There we go. I didn't say suppository; I said repository. (laughs) You, you. All right, so. The other day, I uh, OD'd on Viagra. It was the hardest day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, Gross. All right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Y'all are too young for that. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah. Keep in mind, he's in his 40s, DJ. (laughs) It's just the circle of life. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Old people stuff. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. So... I got one here for you. What do sprinters eat before a race? I'd said this one, dude. I've said this one. <laughs> on the podcast? Yes, on the podcast. Nothing they fast. One. Okay. Yes. Fine. <laughs> oh my God. Do you even I don't pay attention participate to your in these no. podcasts? <laughs> pretty much don't. I'm on autopilot. All right. Well, let me see here. I got a few other ones here. So I just want to make sure I pick the right one here. Because you really screwed me up there, Mike. Yeah, you've done this. Hey, I I got a running one for you since you put on a running one there. All right, go for it. Did you hear about the runner who was criticized? 
Nope. No. He just took it in stride. <laughs> <laughs> so simple. I love it. <laughs> the delivery of your jokes are so like dad. Like, oh, <laughs> man, it. I've never been able to tell jokes. What are you talking about? My stepdad now, he's funny. He remembers uh, everything too. All right. I got one. Okay. <clears throat> Let me get myself prepared here. Okay. Ready? All right. <laughs> Been ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. What was the last thing my grandfather said to me before he kicked the bucket? <laughs> what? I feel like I feel like I know what it's gonna be. <laughs> Grandson, watch how far I can kick this bucket. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, that's I just like uh, snorted yeah. and wheezed and everything. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> uh, I love it. And what's and great then, is it's recorded. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got. Do you think I pay should, off our editor? Do you think Paul has heard the Batman joke? Should we tell it to him? I think do it offline. We've said it too many times on our podcast. Be like everybody that everybody that podcast. this is the first episode they're listening to is gonna be pissed at you for not letting me say it, Mike. Just so you no, know. No, just the look just on DJ's face. To, go listen to our other episodes, guys. Uh, yeah, there you go. Go listen to our other episodes. Find it. That's funny. So, all right. Well, this has been a ton of fun, but also like sad and scary and stuff. So, (laughs) (laughs) but no, this is good because I'm more confident in my abilities and and my tactics, I guess, that I'm going to try and deploy in the future to protect my kiddos and stuff. And I hope that uh, everybody listening here also feels a little bit more empowered to protect their kids. So we'll wrap it up here. Paul, take a minute to tell people where they can find you. Do a quick spiel on your new venture, The Rock on Dad, and just kind of tell us about that real quick. Sure. Dads of Daughters on Facebook. If you're a dad of a daughter, you can definitely join. Or granddad of a daughter, or if you've lost a daughter or anything like that, you definitely join. And then The Rock on Dad, both the URLs I own is Rock on Dad or The Rock on Dad. Basically, what that means is there's pressure on every father to be a good father. You know what I mean? And I thought about it and I was like, man, I always say rock on. So, you know, rock on dad, like real cool. But then on top of it, the rock that's on your shoulders. And so I definitely want to be that guy that helps you through the problems that you come up against in an everyday world as being a father. And I want to be that rock on your shoulder. I want to be that guy saying, hey, bro, it's okay, but you need to try this or you need to try that, whatever. So, and then plus I'll learn from that as well. So those are the two places that I definitely am trying to hit up. I definitely going to have a newsletter that's coming out. I've been promising it for probably six, seven months now. Definitely have plenty of emails to send it out to. I need to start it up, you know, working a full-time gig and doing this at the same time. It's tough. You guys know they're trying to get the money and everything to get, because it costs a lot of money to do all this stuff, the website and everything is coming. But right now, the solid part is dads with daughters and everything else is following suit. So, oh, and by the way, we're about to do some pre-orders. I don't know if you saw my dads with daughters shirt. That's in my profile picture. About to be taking pre-orders for the shirt and the hat. And then uh, Rock on Dad will be shortly after. You know, I've already made some graphics on that. You know, DJ, you said something that was really good about having kids' hands in the Rock on Dad. Part of me wants to do that, but then part of me wants to be like, you know what? We're a group of dads, mm. all dudes. We're just 
you know, we're, we're in this together. You know what I mean? So maybe both, you know, but I definitely like the idea. I definitely like that. And all your ideas, man, the mentorship, I've started building my discord channel as well. And mentorship, I think is a big deal. And I love, I never thought about using discord as a business platform, but y'all have really done well with your discord. And I like it a lot. And so I thought, you know what? I need to try to do something like that with mentoring and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. no, I appreciate the kind words and I'm glad to hear you, you know, utilizing it and stuff. Um, you know, I think Discord has to some people has kind of like a negative connotation or like they're, you know, scared of it or like they think like it's big and overwhelming or whatever. But I think that that's part of what Mike and I are most proud of is building our community yeah. and using Discord and kind of building a, you know, a brotherhood of stock dads. So, you know, I I think it's a great platform, great way to use it. So I'll definitely start blowing it up. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, we'll do the same, man. All right. Well, I just want to wrap up real quick with a little disclaimer here, not a disclaimer, but like just kind of give a resource. So if anybody is dealing with any of these issues or, you know, uh, has any resources that they want to find, I encourage you to reach out directly to Paul, but also, you know, there's the U.S. Department of State Bureau of Consular Affairs. It's a long title, but it's like the Office of Children's Issues. And their phone number is 888-407-4747. And their web address is travel.state.gov.gov. And that's like if you feel that your child may be at risk of online predators or kidnapping or trafficking or anything along those lines. So just wanted to give a resource. There's a ton of resources online. Paul, you're a wealth of resources. The Dads with Daughters group is a wealth of resources to find help for stuff like this. So if you want to maybe take a softer approach than going straight to the FBI. Maybe you go join and talk to Paul and kind of see if there's a way to maybe learn how to help your child and protect them a little bit more. So, Dude, looking at Paul, I don't know if he is the softer approach to the FBI. <laughs> hey, I definitely will find the answer or lead you to the right guy. Yeah. Yes. yes. When you mentioned that you carry when you go into like Walmart and stuff, I was like, dude, why? Like you look like a freaking monster (laughs) yourself. (laughs) Well, I mean, the mall, maybe the mall. (laughs) There you go. I get it. No, but yeah, thank you so much, Paul, for being on. We're going to wrap it up here. Live Q&A session with our uh, premium Discord subscribers. And just a quick, you know, spiel for us again, please make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for all the support. We're about to cross 25,000 downloads, which is super exciting for us. Yeah, a lot of exciting things in the works for Stock Dads and for the podcast and all that kind of fun stuff. So stay tuned to hear more about that. Join us on our free Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram and we'll see you there. So thanks, guys. We're out. Thank you for listening to Stocks and Sandals, a podcast by Stock Dads for Stock Dads. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes and join our Stock Dads community on Facebook and Instagram. But most importantly, don't touch the thermostat.